I'm Richmond County Sheriff Richard Roundtree. You're listening to Making a Difference with Ken Macon. What's going on, everybody? Y'all know what time it is. It's another great episode of Making a Difference coming your way. I'm your host, Ken Macon. Very exciting dialogue to have to share with you all today. I had a chance to speak exclusively with Bang College Interim President, Dr. Samuel Sullivan. Look, we just kept it real. It was, uh, you know, pains dealing with a lot of financial issues. I asked him about that very candidly. I also asked him, you know, about the future of the school. If you haven't heard, I'm according to reports, a pain has to come up with $1.5 million by the end of the fiscal year, which for pain is June 30th. So if you all can pay attention to what's going on in the Augusta, Richmond County community and the surrounding areas, pain and people who love pain like myself are really, um, you know, aggressive in terms of trying to raise funds, trying to raise support for pain. And that's a lot of what this podcast is about. So I want you all to listen in, not only to listen in, but I want you to share this dialogue with other people. Before I continue on, I want to thank our sponsors. I want to thank Medical Villa Pharmacy on 1520 Laney Walker Boulevard in Augusta, Georgia. If you're looking for affordable health care and a pharmacy that you can trust, look no further than Medical Villa Pharmacy 706. 7227355706722735. Medical Villa Pharmacy, as a matter of fact, is, I mean, practically on the campus of Payne College. So it just shows you, you know, this is truly a community effort. Uh, and this is truly a, a community presentation when you're talking about making a difference. Also want to shout out TaxWise Financial at 2664 Tobacco Road in Hepsiba, Georgia. Professional and affordable representation, the wise choice for all your tax needs at 706-305-1412. 706-305-1412. It's tax time. Y'all know about y'all. I got my uh, my financial information in the mail, uh, you know, getting ready to uh, to file my taxes. As a matter of fact, I'm going to head on down to TaxWise here. Uh, probably I'm recording this on a thurs- Thursday afternoon, so probably uh, by Monday I'm going to uh, go on down and, and, and speak to the Willards. I want you guys to do the same. If you do, and trust me, they are first class. Let them know that making a difference sent you. Also, my good friends over at Urban Pro Weekly are great supporters of Making a Difference. It's a free weekly newspaper in the CSRA covering issues related to the local community. Making a Difference actually has a week uh, weekly column in UPW. Back and current issues are available at the Urban Pro Weekly page. That page is on Facebook. So just go to Facebook, type in Urban Pro Weekly. Boom, bam. Thank you, ma'am. You're able to pull up some of that great commentary and some of those great stories that are available in UPW. Well, without further ado, we're going to jump into this dialogue and this conversation with Dr. Samuel Sullivan. You're listening to Making a Difference. Glad to be able to talk with you here uh, for the podcast. Thank you so much. Yes, sir. I wanted to um, ask you first and foremost, well, actually, if you'll just uh, just introduce yourself to the listening audience. Uh, my name is Samuel Sullivan. It's certainly my pleasure to serve as the interim president of Payne College during this, uh, during this time in our history. Uh, it's been a, a very, very uh, rewarding opportunity, and we're just looking forward to doing those things that we have to do to make sure that pain continues to be available to young people who want to attend our school for generations to come. Absolutely. I want to ask you first and foremost, you all recently uh, met with the Augusta Commission. Uh, Dr. Sullivan, if you could talk about the specifics of that conversation. belongs to all of the citizens of Augusta, all of the citizens of the state of Georgia, and really all of the citizens of this country. 
we're, we're so pleased to be a part of the history of Augusta, and we're just looking forward to uh, just making sure that we do all the things that we have to do to win back uh, reaffirmation of our accreditation, and we are able to continue to provide a choice for students who want to attend uh, Payne College in the future. Certainly. What we what what we what we ask the city to do is really to to to, to partner with us in a in a very definite way. We ask them if they would uh, indicate their support for us. I'm proud to say that I think the vote was unanimous. That uh, all of the commissioners indicated their support for paying. Uh, we also asked them if they would agree to authorize the city administrator to meet with us and talk about details of, of what that support could really mean. Uh, Payne College um, needs to end the current fiscal year, the year that ends June 30 of 2016, uh, with money in the bank. And in order to do that, it means that we've got to undertake some very definite actions, not only to cut out costs, but to uh, find ways to win back uh, supporters of Payne. Uh, both from the uh, alumni category, from the corporate and business world, uh, from those who uh, at one time used to give to pain uh, religiously every year, and for whatever the reason decided that uh, they perhaps would not do that over the last several years. And we're just trying to make sure that we get the message out that that pain is worthy of investment, uh, like any other private business that comes to this town. Uh, we believe pain warrants the kind of consideration uh, given this economic impact on this area. Uh, we believe it's extremely important that we have the city behind us and no better uh, way to express that than have our, our city commissioners uh, and the mayor uh, all behind us as we try to get our message out and get people uh, back into a mode of, of supporting the school and recognizing the extreme value that it has here. I understand the understand the argument that some people want to make that pain is private. And I hasten to add that I think most of the businesses, not all the businesses that come to Augusta, but that we recruit to come to Augusta, are private. Uh, but we try to make a way to, to bring them here, to bring the resources that they bring, to bring the goods and services that they want to sell us. Uh, we turn out students. We don't make widgets of a sort, but... I think it's the same thing, and we're, we're just so eager to get out there and help people understand that saving the school is saving roughly $25 million in the economic area uh, with several hundred people who work for us and, and attend our school and come as a result of things that we do here. We just want to make it very clear that the city uh, would be a big loss if pain were to go by the wayside because of are not being able to get the kind of support that we need to make our case uh, to the Southern Association that pain is worthy of reaffirmation. $25 million, that's a, a, a very significant amount. I want to ask you, in, in this proposed partnership that you all have uh, with the city, uh, would the city be pro uh, providing any financial support uh, for the institution? Have you all spoken about that? Well, that's, that's a part of the discussion we're going to have uh, with the city administrator. The, uh, the, the, the commission did not uh, take a position on giving us anything other than support, and we have to define what that means. Uh, we'll begin those discussions with the city administrator hopefully as early as next week, and we'll be able to, to 
pull something together that we believe would be mutually beneficial uh, to citizens of the Augusta area, to the CSRA in total, and certainly to uh, to Payne College. Absolutely. Everyone everyone wants to know the specifics of the financial challenges that Payne is facing. Uh, can you give us some detail into those challenges? Well, the fact is that, that over the last several years, uh, we simply have been spending more money than, than we were bringing in. Payne is a very special school. When I, when I uh, came here a couple of years ago now, uh, we had a good amount of money that were owed us uh, by our students. And in some ways you can understand that, um, that, that, that school kids who, who sometimes uh, come from difficult uh, economic backgrounds uh, simply don't have the wherewithal uh, to pay the bill uh, to attend the paying college, or any school for that matter. And this school has been very uh, uh, supportive of those kids. And so much so that sometimes we lost sight of the fact that running this business takes money. We have to pay people, we have to pay our vendors. And sometimes when, uh, when kids don't have the money uh, and some of the, the regulations associated with work-study uh, changed on us, uh, we found ourselves uh, having students uh, already in classes uh, without them having the wherewithal to pay their bills. And we, we just simply had to make a decision uh, to modify our behavior in that regard somewhat. <laughs> Excuse me. So what, what we did uh, was to in essence, uh, meet with our students, discuss the situations that we were having with our, our reaffirmation efforts, uh, and we, we, we pledged to them to try and go out and raise as much money as we could for those students who had hardships and simply couldn't pay their bills. Uh, kids who had decent grade point averages who were making a substantial progress towards becoming the kind of young people that we'd want them to come to become after graduating from our school. Uh, but we had to make some changes in our in our behavior, uh, and so one of the things that we're trying to do that I'm sure we'll discuss with our with our um, city administrator is how can we help meet our kids a little bit more than halfway, so that those who who are decent students uh, who want to continue their educational uh, pursuits here at Payne, that we can help them by providing uh, scholarship money or, or, or work work opportunities. Uh, whether they're internships or paid internships or volunteer internships, some ways that they can give back in exchange for the kind of education that we're capable of giving and willing to give, but we just simply need some help in paying the bills associated with our teachers who come and work hard every day and the vendors who provide their goods and services to us that we have to pay. And we just got to make sure that we... We are touching everybody, making everybody aware of where we are and, and how these challenges, in our opinion, need to be met in order that this school can continue to provide the economic impact on this, on this city and the CSRA that it does. Most certainly. Uh, we're here talking with Dr. Samuel Sullivan, the interim president of Payne College here on Making a Difference. Dr. Sullivan, one of the points and, and really one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to you is because there's... Uh, it's 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 at this point I believe it's rhetoric. People say, well, you know, paying colleges and being transparent, you know, about uh, their financial challenges, about some of the things that they're facing uh, at the institution. I said, you know, well, nothing has been further from the truth. Very early on, you all, in terms of accreditation, actually had a phone number 
on the website, you know, where people could call, uh, you know, to inquire about, you know, paying status in terms of accreditation. Even now, you know, we're very aware of what's at stake um, in terms of, you know, the uh, SACS and what and what is pending in terms of accreditation. I, I would love to get your commentary at this time on pain um, and having been transparent in the recent past and continuing to be transparent, even with some of the challenges that you all are facing. come back we're going to continue the conversation with dr samuel sullivan i told you guys it was going to keep it real and i told you this was going to be an interview unlike any you've heard in the augusta area regarding paying college come on back you're listening to making a difference my name is lauren macon and you are listening to making a difference with my handsome husband ken macon hey you yeah you are you looking for affordable health care? Are you looking for a pharmacy that you can trust? Well, look no further than Medical Villa Pharmacy on 1520 Laney Walker Boulevard here in beautiful Augusta, Georgia. This may be a familiar voice to you. Hey, it's none other than Ken Macon from the hit show Making a Difference. And I just want to tell you about the fine folks over at Medical Villa Pharmacy. They're led by pharmacists Dr. Marshall Curtis and Baron Curtis. And I tell you, they provide great service for many of us here in Augusta, Richmond County. They take Georgia Medicaid, insurance plans, charge cards, WIC vouchers, and they even provide free delivery service. The Medical Villa Pharmacy is conveniently located in the medical district near the Medical College of Georgia and Payne College, Medical Villa Pharmacy. They are dedicated doctors, medical mavens, and a blessing to the health industry. What more can I say but head to Medical Villa Pharmacy, 706-722-7355, 706-722-7355. 
Have you gotten a letter from the IRS about an audit, levy, or tax lien? Worried because you haven't filed taxes in several years? Well, stop worrying and call the tax pros at TaxWise Financial on Tobacco Road. TaxWise Financial is licensed to represent you at all levels of the IRS in any state. From the simple to the complex, professional and affordable representation by TaxWise Financial will help resolve all of your tax issues. Call them at 706-305-1412. TaxWise Financial, the wise choice for all your tax needs. I'm Augusta Mayor Hardy Davis. You're listening to Making a Difference with Ken Macon. Welcome back to Making a Difference. It's your host, Ken Macon. I'm not even going to hold you guys that long. I know, look, we had a few commercials, you know, we had some promo stuff. Let's just jump right on back in this conversation. You know who we're talking to, Dr. Samuel Sullivan, the interim president at Payne College. I hope someday he ends up, uh, or I hope someday very soon, rather, uh, that he ends up being the president at Payne College. I truly believe he's the right man for the job. Even with the financial challenges that Payne is facing, Dr. Samuel Sullivan, as far as I'm concerned, he's the president of Payne College. Uh, we actually talk about that here uh, in this upcoming segment. So enjoy. I want to speak um, really about you, Dr. Sullivan, and I, I want to say one of the great things, and I believe this is not only true for the campus at large, but I believe it's true for the entire community, is that people, and myself included, firmly believe that you are the man uh, for the job. I'm you may not be able to speak to this, but I'm going to speak to this. I'm I'm sick and tired of saying interim president. I want to be able to say Dr. Samuel Sullivan, the president of Payne College. The reason why I'm saying that is because even when you uh, took the role uh, of interim president, it was clear with everything that happened that the students, the faculty and the community um, and the alumni base said with uh, beyond a shadow of a doubt that you were the man for the job. I believe you know, that is true. That was true then. And I believe that is true now. I want to ask you, Dr. Sullivan, um, understanding that you have that uh, that full support, how much of that is an inspiration for you to say, hey, let's get this thing turned around here at Payne? Well, let me, let me first say, I, I respect the role of our trustees. It's their responsibility to name the president of, of Payne College. And I don't have any qualms about that. Yes, sir. You know, I'm, 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 I'm pleased to be in this position at this time. Uh, when given an opportunity in my church, I'm a member of First Metropolitan Baptist Church. Uh, when given an opportunity to stand before my congregation and talk to them about taking this role, I told them that I thought that this was perhaps the, the biggest thing that has happened in my life, in my lifetime. You know, I've, I've been in higher education uh, probably more than 50 years now, getting to that, that number anyway. And I know the experiences I've gained from just being a kid in elementary school through graduate work at, at Howard University, and the kind of nurturing that I received, I know what it means to be a part of, of this kind of organization. And I also know that um, uh, it, it is not my role say that I am president or interim president or acting president. I'm here to do the job uh, associated with being a president, and that means doing everything I can do every day of my life to make sure that we, we clear the hurdles that are still before us. Uh, I know the trustees are talking about that issue, and I, and I know that they have not finished their discussion. Uh, they know I'm here for the long haul. They know I'm not going to bail. They know that if they want someone else to come in and take this position, that's, that's, their, that's their responsibility. But I'm not worried about that. I'm just trying to make sure that I continue to get out the message that I've expressed to you about what it takes to, to make this school whole again. 
and that's what I'm about every day. You know, I don't worry about the the, the name. I know that some people do, and I appreciate the the, the the thoughts about that. But let not that be a distraction. Let not that be a distraction. Uh, it's not going to matter whether I'm interim or or, or or not. If we go down the tube, we're out of business. Mm. And I just want to make sure that what I'm doing here is is, is leading to um, uh, certainly the, the opposite view of that. Very well said. With that, I want to get um, some insight. We've heard a lot about it in the community, but I just want to ask you personally, what does the Bring It Back campaign mean to you personally? Well, when I, when I arrived here uh, a couple of years ago now and was working as uh, provost and vice president for academic affairs, having come out of retirement of about three years, having come from my nine years or so at Augusta State University, um, having attended uh, North Carolina Central University, a historically black college, Howard University, historically black college. I mean, I had a lot of ideas. I had a lot of contrast between uh, public and private, and I had a lot of experiences, I think, that uh, allowed me to come here and, and, and take a little bit of time to observe what I saw. Having worked with Dr. Bradley for a brief period of time, and he asked me to come over and help, I, I was able to share with him some, some observations and I think, um, I think where we are today is simply trying to uh, build pain back, to refresh pain, to, um, to, to again, um, uh, remind ourselves uh, of the quality of this school, what it has been, what it has meant to so many people, uh, the spiritual background associated with this school from the CME Church and the United Methodist Church and, and really the Baptist churches and all of the churches in this area who come up and, and work with us. And we're trying to just make sure that we don't lose sight of the purpose for this school's existence and the, the, the heritage that it has. And, you know, I, I, I see uh, some changes in our society, and, and, and it's, not, it's not lost on this community that there are changes in this community as well, this, uh, this paying college community. So what we're trying to do is just make sure that we do all that we can uh, to build pain back to the reputation that it had and still has certainly had to a different degree uh, years ago uh, when the blacks and whites in this town came together around pain uh, and made a difference in this town. And we don't want to lose sight of that. We want to just make sure that we continue to push that message that this school is about quality. It's about opportunity. It's about young people who may not have other opportunities if, if we're not a pain. Uh, certainly not the same kind of opportunities. It's about our faculty members, people who are very passionate. And I remember when teachers in my time grabbed me in the collar and helped me to understand that I had to change my way. And, and I see a, a lot of that happening at, at this school. I see the interaction between our faculty members and our staff members and our students, our security people and our students, everybody trying to help people be the best that they can be. And that's what this is about. It's, it's, it's about maintaining that kind of quality of existence and, and, and just making sure that well, we need to sharpen our tools again, uh, that we do that, and we just make sure our students benefit from our experiences as young people and as students. And as uh, this, this world is going through all kinds of difficulties right now, we just got to make sure that we don't lose a generation of young people by not paying attention to them, by not grabbing them in the collar, and by not encouraging them to, to do the best they can be, they can, they can and be the best person they can be. As a 
incredible and awesome and I, I really just want to make sure that the listening audience uh, listens to that matter of fact hey look re rewind that and listen to it again because it was uh, very relevant and very important and and with that dr. Sullivan I want to ask you because when it comes to you know bringing it back when it comes to supporting this school uh, financially and otherwise I think a, a lot of people kind of get lost in, you know, they feel like, you know, if they don't have $50 or $100, you know, they don't think that they can support the university. But I'm, I'm, I'm here and I firmly believe, you know, if, if it's $10, if it's $20, you know, if you have 50 people to give $20, that's $1,000. Talk, uh, if you could just uh, share that urgency and that concern with the community at large to say, hey, whatever it is that you have, give back, support the school. Um, really, you're not only investing in paying college, you're, you're investing in Augusta, and, and in some ways you're investing in uh, in this country. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really not about how much it is. We, we certainly need a lot of money, there's no question about it. And there's several ways that we can approach that. You can certainly have a well, large donations and that'll get you where you're trying to get to quicker. Uh, I think it's more, more pleasing, it's certainly uh, equally pleasing to me to have the broad base support, to have the, 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 the grandmother who wants to give us a dollar or five dollars, we got many of those. Or the, the young, young kids who wants to give us money. I met with the young Democrats the other night and I walked out of there with a donation, I didn't know what it was. But uh, when I got back to my office and looked in the envelope, we had dollars. You know, and it's an expression of support for our school. So it's not, it's not how much, it's the fact that we have a lot of people who know about us, who want to help us, and are doing the best they can to help us. We don't turn away anything. So we just make sure that we use what is given to us or what's entrusted to us in the best way possible. And that's what it's about. We, we, we want to have the broad-based support. It's not a, this, this as I said before, this, this school belongs to Augusta. It belongs to Georgia. It belongs to this country. And we, we're looking uh, for every, every expression of support we can get. I have a friend who went on her Facebook page and, and asked her friends to send me a dollar. And, and you would be surprised the number of people that responded to her and sent a dollar. Yeah. And we appreciate every one of them. Uh, and it's going to take more of that, and we, we're just so pleased that we're getting the message out. And people are taking the time to write a check, no matter the size of it, but write it to Payne College uh, in hopes that uh, it will do what it's supposed to do in helping us do what we have to do to end this, this current fiscal year with money in the bank. That's great. Um want to because I, I know you had a chance to uh, attend the uh, the rally that you all had the uh, the support rally for pain I understand there's another event uh, like that coming up in January is that accurate well we, we, we're gonna schedule a number of events we have organizations uh, businesses uh, churches uh, church organizations that are working with us uh, to schedule events uh, so we're expecting that there will be several opportunities going forward for people to come up or come out and express their support for our school. I know the Baptist uh, denomination uh, is putting out uh, a flyer or mailing out to all of the churches in the area, I think all of the churches, their request that uh, that they be joined in helping uh, support our school. So we're looking for we're looking for all of those events uh, to, to happen and to be very very successful. Let me let me hasten to add when I when I talk to our students. Oftentimes, I, I, I share with them the fact that I see the school as a three-legged stool. One leg being the faculty, one leg being the staff, and the third leg being the students. And I always tell them 
each leg has to carry its weight. And I want you to know uh, that, um, if you do not know, that we charge our students a student activity fee that's a part of their registration. And I want you to know that our students this year, uh, as I told them, uh, that I want you to spend a nickel of the money that we take for them for student activities for other than student activities. It's important that students who attend our school and attend every school have activities to entertain them and give them a relief from the rigors of studying every day. And I want you to know that our students took it upon themselves to say, we're going to give back a portion of that money. We're not going to have as many activities as we perhaps would have had. We want this school to know that we support it. If the only way we can support our portion of the student is to authorize the university or the college rather to take a portion of our student activity money and pay some of our bills, they wanted us to know that they wanted to do wanted us to do that. And I'm so proud of them for for coming to that decision. And I spoke with our student government association president today, Mr. Michael Johnson, and I'm expecting that they're going to do the same thing for the spring semester. It will indicate that they want a portion of their their dollars uh, to be used uh, to benefit the school, so that there will be opportunities for other students who are coming behind them. That's extremely important to me, and I just want to make sure that I get that out there so people know that it's our faculty, our staff, and our students who are doing all they can do within their own right uh, to make sure that we, we, are, we are around forever. That's great. It, it truly speaks to the character um, of paying college uh, from the administration uh, down to the students and, and to the community at large. Dr. Sullivan, I uh, want to thank you so much for coming on Making a Difference, and we look forward to seeing uh, Payne get back on her feet. Well, thank you so much. And on behalf of all of us here at Payne, I want to just say again, thank you for the opportunity uh, to speak with the audience, and uh, we look forward to other opportunities in the future. So thank you very much. Did you enjoy that episode of Making a Difference? If you did, then I want you to follow and keep up with the Making a Difference movement on Twitter, on Facebook, on SoundCloud, and on iTunes. If you're looking us up on iTunes, search for Making M-A-K-I-N-A Difference. SoundCloud, all you got to do is go to soundcloud.com backslash making a difference. On Twitter, the handle is difference making, M-A-K-I-N. And on Facebook, you can go to facebook.com backslash making a difference show s-h-o-w thank you guys so much for supporting the movement love you guys peace and god bless